Hello, mech fans. This is Duncan Fisher. Hold on firmly to your mana potions, fireballs, and familiars, because you are tuning in to your regularly scheduled episode of the First Circuit Podcast. Hello and welcome to the First Circuit Podcast, episode 153. Tonight's our usual hosts are Ian. Hello. Biter. Large. And myself, old Bob10025. Hello. And special guest is 1in51, a, a painter extraordinaire with camel specs, flicker, and does a massive amount of great work online for Battletech and different other genres. Say hello, 1in51. Hello. Actually, I could call you Ollie, right? Um, just kind of weird yeah. saying 1in51. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll be talking Ollie's about. Perfectly fine. Okay, perfect, perfect. Ollie. Um, tonight we'll be talking about different ways of painting, what to, how to get into it, uh, techniques and everything else from a great painter that's on the internet for Battletech and Battletech Online and figures and all that kind of stuff. So here we go. Take it away, Ian. Thank you, Bob, for that perfect intro that only took four attempts. You're it's... getting so much better. I'm <laughs> so proud of you all. Bob. Thank you so much. For all these years, you're finally <laughs> improving. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, robot number 1N51 to the First Circuit Podcast. <laughs> If you don't mind, Hello. introduce yourself a bit more and tell us how people might know you and who you are. <laughs> Hi, um, my name is Oliver, and I'm from uh, from Germany. And um, yeah, I'm I'm your average uh, guy, nerd guy. Um, I'm 42 years old, married, two kids, and uh, deeply into BattleTech, uh, a little into Star Wars and such. Um, Battlestar Galactica, following. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. um, and uh, you might know me from uh, Twitter, from my um, account, underscore 1N51, underscore, or um, from the Camelspecs account um, on Twitter as well, from Reddit, Flickr, and such. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I assume if people are bros just casually browsing the Battletech community, there's a really good chance they've stumbled upon one of your photos. Yep, wouldn't they? Yeah, <laughs> might be. Well, that's how I actually found you was from your uh, um, from your dropships. You know, when you did your dropships, I'm like, oh my god, that's amazing, and uh, and uh, that's how that's how I found you. So yeah, you know, through like Twitter. <laughs> and you are the one to introduce me into the community oh, by yeah. finding these these pictures. Anyone who's in uh, BattleTech is them. part of the community, right? Anyone in BattleTech yeah. is okay. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. So then, very first, very important question out of the way. Where did 1N51 come from? What's yeah. that kind oh. of name? <laughs> yeah. Um, way back in, in the 90s, um, I had uh, some friends and me uh, were playing games, computer games uh, like Quake. And um, I was the one uh, to play it on Nightmare always. And... Uh, my friends said, uh, hey, you are insane. How can you do that? Um, and that's where the, the name came from. Uh, it's it's insane and de developed into INSI. And INSI is uh, so common that um, it's almost uh, everywhere unavailable on uh, social media. So it, it changed to 1N51. And yeah, that's that's basically it. But um, yeah, I I thought um, 
it's it's easy to recognize as uh, it looks similar to the to the um, capital letters uh, I N S I, but um, yeah, in fact, people don't recognize it and call me one in fifty one. But uh, please call me Oliver or Ollie. Ollie, okay. Ollie, yeah. Ollie is good. I, I would have never gotten Inzi from that name. Yeah. yeah. yeah no. <laughs> now that you say it, like, yeah, sure, I look at your Discord overlay and yeah, that spells Inzi quite clearly, but <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, that's how a lot of people got their names, especially with numbers behind it. It's like, oh, you know, um, you know, Bob Smith, one zero, you know, zero, one is taken, zero, two, taken, zero, three. So they get, ah, screw it, 1,532, you know, you know, whatever it is. And that's how people get their names nowadays. Yep. I've um, played too many military games where you have like M16 or whatever that you're just used to reading short little names like that where you read as 51 mm. rather than C. That's all. I know. Yeah, when, so I, all the... when I joined Camel Specs, uh, one guy posted, hey, it's, uh, we, we always wanted to have a guy um, with a, with a um, license plate uh, as a name. So <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> oh, God. That's a good one. <laughs> All right, so Oliver, you're doing painting, you're doing stuff for camera specs online. Is this your job? Do we have some no. kind of official capacity with this? No, that's that's not my job. I'm just doing this uh, in the evening for yeah relaxation, and um, that's that's basically all. And uh, I I posted a couple of of uh, pictures of uh, things I painted online mm -hmm. and um, yeah people said oh looks nice and when I paint uh, when, when I posted the the dropships um, Bob discovered them on on Twitter and uh, somehow I appeared in in one of his podcasts uh, one of these podcasts um, for a circuit and uh, that's basically what got me into it Okay. Okay. Yeah. Those, I mean, the, I mean, everybody screamed at the, um, at the dropships. They're, they're like, Oh my God, that's beautiful. You know, especially with the big, uh, the big, um, the big logos of each house that you have on there. You know, Wolf dragons and, you know, <laughs> Wolf dragons, especially, you know, yeah, time, we only saw the model, but we never saw it actually properly yeah. painted. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but the, but the uh, logos are, are decals from uh, fighting Piranha graphics. Um, expect uh, except um, the the wolf's dragoons, which uh, I made for myself. Oh, wow! wow. You sure that the spider? You sure that? I absolutely can. Okay. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, that and the spider, and I I That's made a, a stencil for it. Really? Wow. At home, and and okay. cut it from a, a vinyl foil, and placed it on it, and it was a lot of work. I bet. I Can't bet. Imagine. It looks beautiful. It looks beautiful, man. I mean, Wolf Dragoons and the Thank gray you. and everything. It looks really cool. The, uh, yeah, the Wolf, one Wolf cool Dragoons too. for the win. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, the Ghost Bear, though, uh, um, yeah, that's a clan thing, I guess. I don't know. Not my forte, I guess. But the, yeah, the, <laughs> everything else is awesome, though, man. Beautiful. Beautiful done. Okay, so obviously... Um... Bob and or this podcast may have introduced you to the further Battletech community, but this isn't your first encounter with Battletech. How did you get started in this franchise? Yeah, funny story. When I was a kid, um, I there th there was a, a comic book, and uh, there were 
yeah, those giant robots in it. Um, and I absolutely had no idea what they were called. Um, I think I was that young that I, I couldn't read. Um, and uh, I was looking for them and never found them. And I think it must be 10, 12 years later, um, MacWare 2 came out and uh, I thought, hey, they look like almost like the ones uh, um, from my childhood. And um, people told me that um, there is a, a local game store in uh, my hometown and uh, they might have uh, figures, figurines um, of those Macs. And I went there and they had Macs. And, so to me, it was, hey, that was Battletech. And I saw the Shadowhawk, and mm. that was the mech I knew from the, the comic book. In fact, it wasn't Battletech. It was Dugram, I think oh, it's called. Yeah, Dugram. Dugram, yeah. Mm. yeah but um, yeah, the Shadowhawk, that was it. And uh, in, um, in that store, the... the there were some guys uh, who played Battletech and they told me to come and join them. And yeah, I did. And then the rest is history, right? And like with a painting and get into it and, you know, further expanding to the Battletech universe and, <laughs> you know, and going over and over and over again, millions of dollars ah. invested in the game hobby. Right? <laughs> no, no, not really. Not really. <laughs> because uh, I joined that group and um, for maybe one or two years and um, we played for uh, Otomo from Korea. Okay. Mm -hmm. And um, some of those guys went uh, crazy, in my opinion, as uh, they thought they were the Mr. Kakashi Kurita themselves. And if you don't move your Mac there, I'll shut it off and uh, you're out and such. And um, then I said, hey, to me, this is a game. I want to have fun. Um, if you don't agree to that, I'm out. And then I was out, and that was uh, maybe 25 years ago, wow. approximately. And uh, I got back into Battletech last year, and around this time, mm. um, when I was on an X-Wing tournament, and um, an X-Wing manager's game, and uh, I uh, sponsored um, um, one model, uh, for this tournament, as a for the, for the prize pool, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, it might be in this uh, list is, is on, the slave one on, the... on Flickr. No, no, it's oh, there it is left um, the the Thai um, special forces. Oh, the red one. Oh, wow. Nope. No, that's a, a V one, not this one. Um, yeah, this one. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And um, the owner of the of the store asked if I could paint uh, a Battletech mini for him because he's uh, deeply into Battletech. And I said, hey, I was into Battletech once. Um, maybe I could do that one day. And he he convinced me to try to, to give Battletech uh, another chance mm -hmm. um, and told me about the Kickstarter and such. And uh, yeah. So I got back into Battletech. 
So like, did you uh, order the big box like Ian did? The uh, the the Supreme Commander like, edition, basically. Uh, no, <laughs> I I ordered the forty five dollars box. Okay. Don't know okay. What. I, I was the last uh, one of the the late late backers, uh, but yeah, I I went full Richard and uh, pledged for <laughs> don't know six hundred dollars or so God. in the in the end. And um, yep. I'm, I'm waiting for my stuff to arrive. <laughs> Jeez. Well, I think a lot of people did that too. Like, I know, like, I, I added some things and, like, I only got the, like, the $30 box set or whatever it is. And then I added, you know, a couple extra but posters. Those leather books. I those know. leather hardcover books. And actually, what I wanted was a jacket. I wanted the, um, you know, when, when Battletech from Hairbang Schemes did it, I wanted the jacket. Yeah, the original you know. jacket. Yeah. Plus, also. The jacket? Yeah. There's yeah. the jacket. Yeah, there's a jacket for hairband. Yeah, they had a pretty that... cool leather jacket. It's not the highest quality, but it looks pretty cool and it's quite unique. I've yeah. seen it in person once. At that yeah. point, I didn't have the money to buy it, so I just got the. I, I just got the hat and uh, the Battletech Steins. Oh, the Stein, yeah, that's also right. Also quite cool, but <clears throat> I missed out on the jacket. Yeah, I missed out on uh, you know my name in there. You know, basically in the Battletech universe <laughs> with with Hairband Schemes. That would be kind of cool. But but anyways, so okay, sorry, we're just going off in different directions. <laughs> Complete tension. <here>. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like a lot of people did that. They uh, I'm like I'm noticing people's uh, Twitter accounts. They've been showing their boxes of what they've been getting. It's like, oh my god! It's like what the hell? Each box is like forty five to sixty bucks, and they got like twenty of them stacked up. I'm like, oh jeez. But you know, hey, that's yep. that's what it is. You know, that's what Battletech is. It's a, it's a, um, it's a community of people that really love the the genre and the and the company themselves. And so they go ahead and you know want to help out Catalyst Games and further induce Battletech into the next generation. Uh, I mean, I know I'm old, and going to uh, you know playing Battletech and the kids like 18. I'm like, I feel old now. I feel really really old when I go play Battletech sometimes. So, yeah. Welcome to my world. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome exactly. to my little world. <laughs> I feel old too, Bob. Yeah, I know. We all feel old, man. You know, basically, like, you know, yeah. started in 84. And, uh, I mean, I got books older than some people I play with. I mean, it's like, okay, this book is older than you, man. Please be careful with it. <laughs> no type of thing. But, yeah. I have books older than myself from Battletech. Quite a few ones. There you go. See? <laughs> yeah, I was I was lucky to, to grab on some of those old books. Some for cheap, others were pretty expensive, I think. But um, I got them. Yeah, good <laughs> stuff, man. Good stuff. Good history. Um, yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, do you have any other any other hobbies as far as uh, um, um, obviously you said Star Wars? You know, Star Wars the miniature game, right? Yeah, X Wing. Hmm? Okay, X Wing. Do you have anything else that, that like? No. <laughs> nope. Uh, I, I got the the Battlestar Galactica miniature game, but nobody wants to play with me. <laughs> that's but, a, that's uh, a case I love with it. a lot of games, actually. Yeah, you know, yeah, yes, true. Yeah, but I I frequently uh, frequently uh, play X Wing with uh, buddies of mine uh, every two weeks, um, and uh, I'm still looking for a group to play BattleTech with. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Actually, same with me too. Moving up, moving up here. I haven't been. I mean, there's a group up here, but I don't want to drive an hour and a half to two hours to go play, and the two hours back, it just it just doesn't appeal to me that much. I love Battletech, but yeah, you know, two hour drive is hard. Is it much easier to find X-wing? I, I I don't remember too much of X-wing. It's isn't it like it's where you're uh, doing the space combat and you like bank left and right and 
uh, yes. you take turns simultaneously. <clears throat> it is it is easier to find uh, people. But um, here it was it was a funny story, um, or it is a funny story because um, one of my um, colleagues uh, told me, "Hey, I got this uh, the Star Wars game, and you you have to see the miniatures. They are so." so gray mm -hmm. and it was um version one zero those days and um i saw it and i was uh absolutely annoyed by everything star wars because star wars here star wars there star wars kids star wars shirts star wars sandals and everything <laughs> um but they there there were x-wings small x-wing models okay there was one into this box and uh, i bought it and um never played it but uh, one day um the the brother of my neighbor um went uh went went along on our on our street and i saw him and I said hey uh, that's a tie fighter on your shirt yes yes it's a type and that's star wars and i live star wars and i was star wars myself um and yes he told me there is this game and I said, yes, I know there is this game. No one plays it. Do you play it? Oh, yes. You have to come and join us. Uh, we have a local gaming group. And uh, it, this, this group is in, uh, in a, local, um, a local bowling room, a bowling center. And um, they sponsor us um, a, a room where we can play. Mm -hmm. And um, I was there for bowling and saw those, those nerds. Uh, sitting inside <laughs> playing Star Wars, and I, I, I said to myself, uh, "I um, <clears throat> don't. I don't think I want it. No, no, no. They look weird. And all those uh, wood nerds look weird. Come on. <laughs> yeah. And uh, my, my uh, the the that dude uh, Toby. Um. He, he just wouldn't stop. And said, "Hey, you have to join us." And then I said, "Hey, okay, and um, yeah, I I come, I come to your to your group, to the group, and um, I'll have a look." Yeah. Um, okay, I went there. My my son came with me, and we sat there eating some fries, looking at those nerds, and I recognized I'm one of them. Yep, I'm yeah. also a nerd. Yep. I, uh, I come again. I'll join you. I want to play this game, and uh, that changed uh, my life. No, oh, yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I mean, like with the guy just not letting you live it down. I kind of recalled all that's how I'm with Battletech. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> they wanted to convince me to to play Warhammer, but uh, no. Oh God, no, <laughs> no. God, how many no. jobs do you have? Better add three more. <laughs> Just no. Mm -mm. Might be a great game. No, um, but but no, no. If you like to also, change, Bob, we're, we're Europeans. we we have one job. Yeah, no, that can sustain us. No, you need two jobs at minimum to go play Warhammer 40k. Two jobs or a printer, you know, or a 3D printer, whichever one you want. But yeah, God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, I'll later distract Bob from his misery. Um, you started painting <laughs> with miniatures. Uh, did you ever consider doing anything, any like painting in classic painting on paper no. or wooden stuff or anything like that? No. 
No, no, okay. so I didn't. <clears throat> uh, I'm an office worker, and uh, I needed something to to do, to uh, a hobby, something to do with my hands. And I, I started woodworking, but um, there's not enough uh, free space in our house, uh, so I have no real hobby room um, to to do this. And uh, I did it in the, in the garden. Yeah, and uh, when you start building or crafting a, a bed uh, in the garden and uh, yeah all your neighbors are very amused of the sound of yeah <laughs> circular saw and a miller and such and um, my wife said no that's that that doesn't work don't do this it's it's loud it's it's dirty everything is the windows everything is full of of uh, wooden dust and um no don't do this so i i didn't do this anymore i got and, a question um, i need it i need something yeah. else so, yeah so so how does your wife feel about painting uh about you painting miniatures and stuff like that because i'm like i know a lot of times some wives are like you know hey that's cool that's you know you're out of my hair type thing but then some <laughs> some wives are like, you know, well, why are you playing this nerdy game type thing? You know, like, and like, what's your wife think about that? I mean, I don't want to pry um, pry like too much, but yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm just curious. She's the latter one. What's that? She's the latter one. So um, no, she she doesn't <laughs> she doesn't like that hobby. No, um, absolutely not. I I'd say, um, yes. But um, it's it's my thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. I do this in my man cave, and uh, yeah. What what else could I do in the evening? Yeah, watch TV. No, no. Yeah. Playing games on on my Xbox. Mm, yeah, maybe. But no. Um, I prefer painting. Yeah, it's very relaxing. Listening and, yeah. yeah. Yeah, listening to an audio audiobook. Um, the new BattleTech audiobooks are so amazing. Mm -hmm. I really love um, Trent Sparks as a narrator, and um, I've I've heard them plenty of times. And yeah, I'm just sitting here painting my stuff and listening to mostly well, Trent at Sparks. At least, at least the wife comes into the man cave. He's like, "Oh, I wish you didn't do painting," and you you just pick up the circular saw and go, "All right." That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's. Might be a good idea. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah. So I don't have a nail gun. Oh god. Oh, god. Uh, back to the actual topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So you're painting obviously Star Wars Battletech. Uh, have you tried painting any other miniatures? And if you have, what are the differences between different? Uh, franchises in terms of miniatures and styles and those kind of things. Textures and everything else. Yeah. Um, I yeah I, I mostly as you said paint um, Star Wars uh, miniatures and uh, BattleTech. I I painted some Legion stuff, uh, Star Wars Legion. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Fun. Fun too. Um, but I really prefer um, painting painting Max. And some smaller busts like uh, the Siri bust uh, from from Witcher uh, on my Flickr, for example. Beautiful, by the way. Um, thank you. 
and God. yes, and I I have to say that painting these these busts and such models is um, a very demanding and satisfying thing to me. But um, you're just putting them on a on a shelf, and that's it. And uh, battle tag miniatures uh, are yeah. I mean, just you you play with, and um, that's that's uh, something that that catches me every time. Mm -hmm. And I want to play this this Mac next time when I meet a friend. I got one buddy here, um, and we sometimes sometimes play BattleTech. But as I said, I'm still looking for a group, um, and uh, I absolutely don't want to play with an unpainted miniature. I, no, that's a no go. Mm. No, no gray no. plastic. No. Um, yeah, but um, to come back to your question, um, yeah, I painted um, Legion, um, Star Wars, uh, X Wing, um, Battletech. I've got some Robotech miniatures here because uh, there uh. is a, a Robotech board game I, I just uh, bought for myself. That's the uh, um, one, the big big box. For, it's like uh, like the eighty bucks in the states, but like it's big. Yes, one. okay, yeah, I know exactly yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah, uh, and that's that's all. That's all I did. So okay, far. okay, cool, cool. Um, so, oh, and I'll go ahead. Sorry. The, so I'm sorry. The 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 big minute uh, the the big difference between a, a starship like um, on Star Wars X Wing and BattleTech is um the that you you have to um consider several things uh on a battletech miniature that you don't have to um on a starship um like light sources like uh basing like dirty feet like uh things like yeah things like that okay okay and that that makes it interesting more interesting and um, I've seen a, a video recently about uh, from a Warhammer painter coming into BattleTech who's, who kind of said things along the lines of, I do miss painting the organic figures, the aliens and demons. Um, do you share those sentiments with BattleTech? Um, I haven't painted many of those. I painted the, the um, Doom board game that were the first uh, humanoid um, miniatures I painted, um, and when I did that, <laughs> I didn't know uh, how to clean mold lines, and uh, that you should clean them because otherwise um, you you see them um, even on the painted manager and, and such. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I I cannot miss it because I haven't done it often enough to to actually miss it. Okay. Yeah. I got one question. Have you um like I know like way the brush does like um does um c does commissions. Would you consider doing that as well? Um, I'm I'm no commission painter. No. Um, no. So uh, sometimes uh I I do, but um I I give them to okay. to others. Uh, I've painted some, and um, currently working on 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 one for uh, for you, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> You know that, yeah. Yes, sorcerer um, uh, Wolverine, the sorcerer like Wolverine. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With the sorcerer stuff. Um, 
but um, I, I sometimes I, I sell them. Yeah, I sold one on 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 eBay mm-hmm. um, because uh, if you paint uh, BattleTech miniatures for yourself, you usually pick one faction yeah. and you paint your miniatures. But um, for for camel specs, um, <clears throat> there is uh, some diversity needed, and um, I don't have use for for all of them. And uh, I've sold uh, three miniatures so far. Mm-hmm. Yes, three. One on eBay, and um, for me, it is um, that people. Especially if it's an, a, a Camelswax miniature, um, are bidding a lot of money for them. Um, as far as I understand, uh, a lot of money, mm-hmm. and um, I want to give it give something back. So um, I I donate a, a certain amount uh, to charity. Wow. Okay. Cool. From those. Cool. Um, so as Kinderdorf, for example, it's. Um, they, they care for, for homeless children mm-hmm. um, in Germany and, and worldwide, as far as I know. Um, I um, put some some of the money in the uh, Camel Specs fund because uh, Camel Specs has expenses. Um, mm-hmm. So you won't uh, see um, ads on our website, for example, and server hosting and uh, things like that. Yeah. Um, Makes money, so um, I I put some money uh, into this fund. Uh, PayPal demands <laughs> and, and eBay, mm-hmm. they all um, want uh, their piece of uh, the this cake. True, um, true. And uh, I keep what's what's left over. Okay. But um, it's it's nothing. I I want to to um, do. Um, as a commission painter. I don't want to be a commission painter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah basically it is for love. Basically love of the game and love of actually painting and your own personal um relaxation type thing and that's why Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, I get that. Yeah. I definitely get that. Yeah, how much uh money and time do you spend on on BattleTech basically on on painting? Uh too much. Too much. That's a short answer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's all. Um, yeah. Usually, I, I I usually paint um in the evenings for, for maybe two two and a half hours a day. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I, I do something different, but it's it's my my uh common evening um yeah thing I do. Um, and how much uh, money do I spend on this? Yes, um, I I don't know. I just don't know. There's an unspecified yeah. number. Basically, we all yeah. we all kind of just yeah. figure in. We're like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's fun. I'm you know, um, like I know, like for myself, you know, when I buy stuff, say books or games or like whatever, it's like I can spend forty bucks, get a book, and play it and have fun and read it and read it for hours on time, or I can spend forty bucks for twenty minutes at a bar. You know, easy. You know, and that's yeah, how I justify that's, myself. That's yeah. yeah, that's how it justifies <laughs> spending money. That's a very easy calculation. Yeah, that's yeah. it. I got plenty of paints here, and uh, paints um, are not that cheap. Um, 
and uh, the brushes, uh, airbrush and such. So um, I I spent um, pretty much money on mm. on the hobby, but um, you can use that stuff like no, not forever, but for for years. Yeah. And um, so if you put an over the years calculation, uh, it's it's okay. It's cheaper than smoking. I'd say. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> I mean, most things are, aren't they? Yeah, true. Let's perhaps so, though, jump um, ahead a bit. Uh, we got one external you know, request from Hechi. Um, yeah. How much should you spend or budget in order to get started with painting miniatures? And what tools do you need to get started? Oh, yes. <clears throat> okay. Um, how much should you spend? Um, that's uh, a question I... I, I don't know general how to answer. Is it, is it going to be in the $50 range? Is it in the $100 range? No, it's, 200, it's, it's, more, it's more in the $50 range, I'd say. Okay. Um, there are things that you can do yourself, by, build yourself, like um, a wet palette, for example. Yeah. Um, so... Um, What's that? You, you don't... Yeah, you, you don't use uh, the, the color straight from the pot. You have to um, thin it um, to your needs. And oh, okay. um, so you, you put it on a palette. And most of us know the the um, palettes you, you hold in your hand when uh, you see somebody uh, painting an oil, a paint, a painting. Mm -hmm. um, uh, how, how was that guy called? Bob Ross, I think. Yeah, Bob Ross, yeah. But, yeah Bob, Bob Ross, Ross yeah. yes. Yeah. You know that kind of palette. Um, that's a, a dry palette. Uh, um, you can use a, a a piece of plastic for it. Or, or, yes. Um, or you Hot use a wet white paper. Cut. Yeah. And so, like you mean uh, thinning, as in basically you you know, put the dab in the in the wet palette, basically, and kind of like um, um, drag it out, so like it, it will thin out a little bit more. Like instead of actually using the big. You know, like like I said, actually just deep it, um, like dipping it into the uh, the paint. Yeah, the a wet palette is basically uh, some kind of a flat bowl. Mm -hmm. If you would like and... to, you can uh, demonstrate for the YouTube audience at least how you can build one yourself. It's I have one right in my hand. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So, mm -hmm. um, basically, the idea is you need some kind of uh tissue-like uh, surface that you can wet. So we have a wet palette. Mm -hmm. And all you really need for that is take some kind of small bowl. Like I have this lunchbox right here. I took some uh, sponge uh, cleaning cloth that I cut to size to put in there. And then I can put water in this, put my paints in. And when I'm done, I'm going to close it up so the paints stay fresh for a couple of days. And that's a wet palette. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, and it's... Yeah, that you missed one bucks. thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, you should use some, some, um, uh, how is it called? The, the, the paper you, you wrap your, oh, yeah, your uh, baking breakfast, paper or your breakfast baking papers, paper. breakfast paper. Yes. Um, that's where you, what yeah. you, you put on yeah, the sponge. Don't put your and... paints directly on this, put it on some kind of. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, okay. <clears throat> If you um, if you use it regularly, um, I recommend to to buy a red palette. Um, I've got this uh, red grass games. It's uh, one of those most common uh, wet palettes, and it's 
it's pretty good um, because you you won't have problems with uh, molding with stinking and and that um, and it keeps fresh it keeps your colors fresh for for days um, so that's that's uh, my recommendation but um, you can as as Ian uh, yeah exactly. As Ian showed us, yeah, you can do it yourself. Uh, so you spend maybe two bucks on it. Okay. Um, and um, I'd say you need mm, one, two, three, four, five, five brushes. Yeah, five different brushes. So um, a, um, a size zero and a, a size one um, brush, um, preferably a, a Kalinsky brush. Mm -hmm. um, so natural hair. Um, then uh, a small cheap makeup brush for dry brushing um, then uh, a larger um, synthetic brush maybe size two mm -hmm. and uh, a small synthetic uh, brush for metallics the large one is uh, for washes a small one for metallics so like um, what do you mean by like washes and dry brushing like what what is dry brushing yeah dry brushing is uh, you um, you dab your, uh, your your brush into paint and wipe it dry. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's there's almost none paint left on the brush, and you um, brush very smoothly um, over your miniature. And the that that little bit of uh, paint that uh, is still in your brush um, highlights the the edges. That okay. touches okay. when brushing over it. Okay. And yes, and it's uh, a, an easy way to to highlight. And that I, brings out like all the like raised it. areas. Yes, the okay. raised areas. Okay. I don't like it very much, but um, you know the um, the alternate method would be a little bit um, advanced, an advanced method like glazing highlights and such and. Um, Dry brushing, especially for a beginner, is is, is a good way. It's a very okay. good way. Yes. And washes you're talking uh, about. Yeah. A wash is um um highly saturated and very diluted paint um or ink mm -hmm. that um flows into the crevices and uh, recesses of the miniature. So um it creates more volume. Okay, okay. So so and, so basically, the dry brush bring, brings out the raised edges, and the washes bring out yes. the the like um, the crevices and stuff like that. Correct? Exactly. Exactly. And like, should you do two yes. of those at once, or you know, basically dry brush and and a wash, or it just just matters just what just what's you like, I guess, or something, right? Well, it's 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 very basic um, these these techniques, but um, I do both 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 of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, first, first washing and um, then dry brushing when everything is is dry, so you yeah. don't smear okay, the, go on. the paint mm -hmm. on a miniature. Um, uh, what's <laughs> What's important to know is uh, the sizes of brushes are not standardized. Oh, so, okay, yeah, um, yeah. if you if you buy a, a size one brush from uh, let's say Raphael and compare it to Winsor and Newton. Um, the size is entirely different, but you have a good idea when I say it's size zero, it's a small one, very small. Mm -hmm. And um, 
uh, size one is a little bit uh, a little bit um, has more volume um, you don't want brushes that are very very small what you want when when buying a brush is a, a brush that has um, a, a sharp tip you need the body of the bristles you need it um, because it stores um, the the paint if you if you if you get yourself a, a very small brush um, four times zero for example and you put it in your your paint and you you have uh, the problem that the tip might be dry before it touches the miniature oh okay okay so that's not the kind of brush you usually need when painting so zero and one are, are fine so it's just all that or sometimes you just start going back and forth to the pot all over and over again yeah yeah, yeah and you're and you're swearing because uh, the tip is always dry on your brush and you can't paint and um nah. i know like with my uh orcs uh when i used to play that game called 40k um i would actually just kind of just do a standard primer which is from walmart and then um and then you know do the green and then do a dry brush and then do a wash just a little bit um, like on that, just to kind of get in the crevices so that uh, it has like a, like your skin's kind of dirty per se. And, uh, mm. uh, but what type of primer would be good though? Cause I, I noticed like the type of primers that, that I use were just crap basically cause I don't want to spend 30 bucks for a freaking 40 K primer. So I went to Walmart, bought like the $2 can type thing, but what, what are a good primers to use, um, for painting, um, you know, uh, for, for painting Battletech figures. <laughs> um, I use Vallejo uh, primers, mm -hmm. the, the Mecca range, okay. because I found them to be very good. Uh, I've never tried cheap primers. I, I mean, I they worked. You know, uh, they worked for me. Um, I, yeah. I, and and I mean, I couldn't glob it on. I, you know, when I first started, I globbed it on. Basically, it's like, you know, type of thing. But but I figured that basically just a little bit of primer um, doesn't have to cover like everything. But you know, you get the the whole base of the model pretty much. Um, as much as you can without, you know, um, having it too, too globbed on there, it, it actually looks pretty good instead of actually just like a okay. big glob on it. But yeah. <clears throat> okay. uh, I use uh, diff two different uh, primers, uh, different colored primers, mm -hmm. um, because I use um, the, the primer as an under underpaint as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, definitely. Hmm. Definitely. Okay. Okay. All right, yeah. so basic yeah. recommendation for primers, don't go with the cheapo car primer or wood primer you can find at the hardware store. Yeah. Uh, spend the extra, I mean. Yeah, spend the extra money. It's 10, 15 bucks. They are not very expensive. And um, you can you can buy um, them in, in 60 milliliters um, you know, dropper bottles, uh, in, in 17 milliliter dropper bottles, and the small ones you, you get for 250 or three bucks or so okay okay so yeah and you're talking about the uh airbrush version of those right uh say again you're talking about the airbrush size there because uh leader i think most uh spray bottles have a uh, gram thing oh yeah um these are the the rattle cans um you can you can buy the rattle cans um they're perfectly perfectly fine but you can brush them. Uh, the, you can you can use uh, 
primers and dropper bottles and brush them on. You don't um, necessarily use an airbrush for them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. What What else do you need? Um, I was. Um, we were talking about the the brushes. Yes. Um, the makeup brush. Um, I suggest uh, to to use a cheap makeup brush for for the dry brushing because mm -hmm. uh, they are they are cheap and work perfectly perfectly fine. And uh, dry brushing destroys uh, your paint and almost uh, your your brush in almost uh, no time. Yeah. Yeah, um, just just ask your girlfriend before you steal their makeup brushes. Exactly. Otherwise, you're gonna get in big trouble. I I went into a drugstore and they they sold them uh, for less than one buck for for one each, and uh, I I got plenty of them. Um, then uh, the, the large synthetic brush is uh, for for washes. Um, because you you don't want to use your um, expensive or more expensive um, natural hair brushes, Kolinsky sable brushes, uh, for that because um, the the uh, wash or shade, which is basically the same, mm -hmm. um, is um, so so thin that it uh, runs in all all along your uh, bristles into the ferrule and. The ferrule, that's the, the metal part of uh, your brush, is um, the one that, that gives the shape to the, to the belly, to the bristles. And um, just use a, a, a cheap um, synthetic brush and you're fine with that. Okay. And the small uh, synthetic brush uh, I use for, uh, for, for metallics. Um, because uh, the the particles uh, in that that create the metallic effect um, wear down your natural hair um, quite fast, and so I use a, a cheap um, a cheap synthetic brush, and you usually don't paint larger areas um, with metallics uh, so, when so... when painting BattleTech. So how about actually the cockpits themselves? I've been noticing a lot of different. Um mechs out there and this beautiful looking kind of like a uh, shade for the cockpit um kind of like a like a um, like a i don't know just like the halo behind me the base just like that one it it looks you know really really good and i don't know how that how people do that though for the for the uh for the cockpits for BattleTech. can you explain a little bit about that yeah i suck at painting cockpits <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> but uh, basically, hmm. um, you can uh, you can use paint a, a cockpit um, by putting a your your dark base color, um, maybe a, a black or dark gray or whatever, dark blue. Mm -hmm. um, paint the entire cockpit glass, and um, then you um, remember your imaginary light source that that uh, you want to shine on your miniature. Yeah, and okay. you you um, glaze uh, into that direction, so the cockpit uh, gets brighter and brighter uh, to the light source, and um, in the the opposite uh, corner of the cockpit, you might simply put a small white dot um, to uh, yeah create another reflection. That's that's basically it. Okay. But, um, okay. 
there you you can go fancy ways like uh, my fellow painters uh, Rosito or Crackerbox do, and um, that's that's not um, yeah, very easy. Yeah. And I'm still struggling painting these these kinds of cockpits. Yeah, the the one uh, on the Timberwolf. Mm -hmm. I painted um, it's a museum scale I did with uh, with an airbrush, but um, painting a cockpit with an airbrush um, of a, a game size uh, mech is uh, not that easy. So, so basically, start with a base of uh, dark color, and then kind of figure out yeah. what light source you want to have it from. That's where the uh, and then you know basically, I, I don't know, um, do lighter, lighter, lighter type thing, right? Exactly. Okay. Maybe uh, until you're almost white. Okay, I get it now. I get it. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Cool. I'm now a master painter. Thank you. I will now paint them. Already, Bob. Already. Oh, no. We haven't <laughs> even gotten half our questions yet. I know. I'm amazed, Bob. I'm going to be looking forward to your miniature by the end of the stream. Oh, that's going to take a code. long while, man. <laughs> <laughs> Bob is doing speed painting now. Oh, oh my. Yeah, speed painting. Oh, wow. well, well, I used to do was um, like assembly line painting with orcs because you know paint all the arms of a whole unit of thirty guys, paint all the bodies, you know, just just assembly line type thing. But I mean that was fast. That was just that was just um, like tabletop ready, not like this looks cool ready. It was just tabletop. Hey, look, it's green with some stuff on them, and that's basically what it was. <laughs> so we've already dove kind of into some of the uh, basic and advanced techniques. Um, do you have any online tutorials you would recommend for people wanting to properly learn them in their own time? Of course. We've got a, a YouTube channel at Camel Specs and oh. uh, that covers uh, plenty of techniques. And it's, um, I can really recommend um, diving into this, uh, watching these videos because um, most of them are, are made by um, by B1B Flyer, and he puts a lot of effort in into that. Um, but um, there are other YouTubers that uh, have very, very good, um, yeah, videos on their channels like Age of Squidma, Minyak, Sorastro, Don Soratos, Beadan, Angel Giraldes, Giraldes. He's he's Spanish. I I don't know how to pronounce this. <laughs> His name. Yeah, I'll leave links down below, um, basically, on on all these two to kind of um, help people out, um, give some ideas and stuff like that. I I do have one question besides what we're talking about. What is the hardest unit to paint? Out of all the different units that you've seen, as far as the camel specs and like everything, like all the different battleship units, what what would be the hardest unit to go paint as far as a um as a paint job? Which mech have you had the worst experience with? Like, which has the most awkward angles? Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So, the the one I found the most difficult was uh, the Man of War gargoyle. Oh, okay. Because um, it has a a very small uh, cockpit glass and. Uh, many crevices and um, you had uh, to do a lot of preparation work uh, on this miniature so um, this one was was a, a, a tough one yes mm -hmm. okay and uh, maybe the Nova 
because of uh, all of those lasers on the on the arms um, and uh, it's it's hard to um, to paint uh, between uh, the arms and the torso those areas and such do so you... I'd, I'd say oh, sorry, go these do you put together the mechs themselves first or do you like paint the body and then paint the arms and attach them you know like what do you do like as far as that yeah they the catalyst uh, mechs come pre-assembled so um the only thing i usually do is uh, to cut them off from their bases and okay. um and drill holes um into their their soles um you drill into the soles huh does that hurt yes <laughs> not not <laughs> yes okay <laughs> okay uh, but but to to make to make it clear uh, the s o l e s souls not the s o u l okay um i i, I put a, a piece of wire in them and um I put them on a on a painting handle then so that's that's basically uh, all i uh, i do with them when it comes to assembly or disassembly but um the one from the ones from iron with metal uh, they have to be assembled and I pre-assemble them, yes. Yeah, I got that. Uh, uh, I, I assemble them before painting, yeah. And would you recommend these actually go and use for, for Battletech and stuff like that? Uh, no. No? <laughs> no? Okay. <laughs> I, got, I got one of these. No, um, they, they are fine. Uh, if, you, if you got one, um, yes, they are okay. But um, the thing is, uh, if you're like me and remove uh, the miniature from the base, um you cannot use this handle because oh, okay. uh you you need the base to mount them that's that's why i said no okay okay no problem yeah i get it i get it man i get it it's okay <laughs> it's fine yeah it's fine. <laughs> yeah you can as as in uh just put it up you can use a, a wooden stick <clears throat> but um i've yes. got those uh red core handles um they are um made from uh, I think it's called uh, Steffen Rath. He's a, a German painter mm. and uh, has this this line you can get from uh, PK Pro, and they are just awesome. Um, you basically basically pin your miniature onto a, a piece of cork, and um, yeah, you you have to see them. Um, and yeah, and they they got a, a metal bar. Um, that goes overhead the miniature. Can you say the name again? Maybe I can bring up a picture for YouTube at least. Okay, uh, Rathcore. R A T H C O R E. Dot com. <laughs> yeah. And these are these are just great. And oh, I really grip? love them. Okay. Miniature grip uh, V three is it? Ones that I use. Interesting. Okay. Yes, um, but uh, there are also other miniature handles. But I like those. Uh, can uh, put a, a, a pin miniature on them. There are others uh, like the ones from from Redgrass Games um, that use uh, mounting putty, but um, I really don't like that. I don't like putty on my my next feed. You know, like putting on yeah. your mech's feet. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, not, not a lot of people do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the the problem is uh, the the putty um, 
and uh, the paint mm -hmm. is uh, something that um, adheres very good. Okay. So okay. putty on bare plastic is okay. You can remove it, no problem. But if you um, you you paint your miniature and there's there's paint on the feet, maybe fresh paint, uh, and it sticks to the putty, it sticks forever. Okay. Okay. So we were talking about uh, basic tutorials to get started. I have one final question uh, to finish off that segment. Out of all the tutorials on the Chemispecs Online, do we have like one favorite video that you would recommend people to watch very first? Uh, no. Just all of them? No. All of them. Just watch every single just, one of them, guys. Yeah. Just everything. Just everything pick else. whatever. Yeah, Go some some of them cover like uh, painting uh, checkers. How do you paint checkers oh, uh, properly? Yeah. Uh, others uh, show you how to um, paint cockpits. Um, then there are um, there are tutorials that show you how to paint um, uh, um, maybe the 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 Black Widow's um, Daishi or mm -hmm. Die Wolf, the Die Wolf uh, Widowmaker. Um, yes those little things okay um, okay yeah. so i'll be honest uh, this one blew me kind of away the easy camo uh tutorial where basically the first layer of coat was already better than anything i ever painted before i that. know my too. <laughs> oh my god yeah <laughs> just that right there is better than anything i did it looks it looks worn and used basically and that's awesome i love that oh my god oh, i just I guess I just killed one of my brushes because um, I'm still that nervous nervous that I'm uh, fiddling on one of my brushes here and uh, it oh. almost no, got no bristles left. Don't break them. I, I, it's it's too late. Oh, I already broke it. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it it's all good. It's all good. All right. Uh, we have so many things in our uh, questions that we are excited to hear about. Let's go colors next. Um, yeah. Let's maybe not go too deep into colors, but just general. Um, there are a lot of different color types where we're confusing for beginners, like watercolors, acrylic colors, oil colors, so on and so forth. Which one of those is best for miniature painting? And do you have any brand and specific color recommendations a beginner should pick up? Um, yeah, the most common ones are acrylic paints, and I'd uh, recommend using them. Um, I've never used uh, oil paints uh, so far. Um, I got some here, but um, I, I never, I never tried them. Um, but when I started painting, when I painted my my first model, I did that in the eighties, I think, with my grandpa, and he's got, uh, he he had those uh, animal, um, this animal animal paints and. Uh, they're pretty hazardous and take uh, a long time to dry, but um, I wouldn't rec recommend using these. Use use um, acrylic um, paints, and uh, you're you're good to go. Yeah, and um, I almost use uh, I almost only use uh, Vallejo uh, colors because um, they are of a phenomenal quality they are really really good um and they are not that expensive um like like citadel for example um 
And that's Vallejo, you and said, they, right? Yes. Yeah. And they come and drop a bottles. And you want dropper bottles, believe me. You want dropper bottles. You don't yeah. want pots. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I can really recommend them. I um yeah, as a star, as I said, uh, the, the first colors uh, I got in touch with uh, were those animal paints from uh, Rebel mm -hmm. uh, those days. And uh, yeah, when I painted my my first mech in, in mid nineties, I, I I slept uh, so much of those of this paint on the mech that um, yeah, although it was a pewter paint uh, a pewter mech. It was twice as heavy afterwards, mm. um, and um, yeah, in the that game store um, I mentioned before, they had the Citadel colors, um, and uh, that's uh, that were the ones I I bought when I got back into the hobby, the, the paint. I, I had no painting hobby before, but uh, when I when I started painting about two and a half years ago. Um, and I bought plenty of them and I sold almost all of them because uh, I wasn't satisfied with them because A, uh, they come in paint pots and no, you don't want paint pots because you don't paint from the pot, you paint from a palette. Okay. Um, okay. And uh, they dry out uh, pretty fast and they are very expensive compared to uh, Vallejo. For example, and that's acrylic and then, paints, uh, right? Like, uh, and like that's acrylic yeah. paints again. Okay, okay. And then Valero and a lot of the other paints have like those beginner sets to get started. To know off your top of your head, any recommendations for that, or do you just yes. buy individual colors? Um, no, I I just bought individual colors because uh, yeah, I had most of the colors from from Citadel, and uh, yeah, at one point I decided to um, to uh, switch to Valero. And um, I bought the colors that I didn't already own from Citadel. Mm -hmm. And uh, at one point, I put all of them together in a in a package and uh, put it into eBay, and then they go, <laughs> they were gone. And mean, meanwhile, I got about two hundred fifty, three hundred paints here. Um, it's almost uh, only Vallejo. Cool, yeah, Vallejo. Cool. Yeah, cool deal. So I guess if if anyone has uh, specific questions for what kind of color they might use for what type of uh, miniature, they could hit you up on Twitter, probably. Of course, anytime. Okay, cool. Okay. And then going on from colors to material, uh, now BattleTech miniatures come in a variety of materials. You have the official resin stuff. You have 3D printed plastics. You have the older plastics. You have metal miniatures. Which one of those would you recommend for beginners and which do you prefer personally? I think for beginners, um, I recommend the, the pre-assembled um, plastic matches from Catalyst Game Labs. Um, you have some, some cleaning to do, uh, so re removing mode lines uh, and such, but um, you don't have to assemble them. They are sturdy. You uh, can easily uh, paint them, and I think, especially for a beginner, that's that's pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, you got those uh, iron with metal um, pewter miniatures. Um, it's sometimes uh, hard to assemble them because uh, they are heavy, and yeah. uh, you usually have to to pin uh, 
the the parts together. Yeah. So uh, no I sit here bands and all those things. No, no. I huh? I'm sitting here for for hours uh, drilling tiny tiny holes into them and huh? uh, putting a spring steel into these holes, uh, gluing them in, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm connecting the parts uh, that way. Oh, so I mean, just that's... not not just gluing them together, but uh, one hole on this side, one hole on the other side, some spring steel, and you're good to go. But uh, that's that's not uh, if if you're very new uh, and just uh, getting into the hobby, uh, I think that might be too frustrating. Resin resin is cool. Resin is uh, you you have a very you can have very detailed. Uh, models mm -hmm. with a resin but a resin is um yeah it's it's hard to get um uh, when it comes to battletech miniatures um because uh, i'm i'm not uh, talking about the the 3d printed ones um i don't think i actually I'm, did I'm resin figures still... like normally though like i never seen a resin figure most of the time it's been either pewter in the next one, which is uh, um, actually was lead a long time ago, and then went the yeah. computer and then went the plastics. You basically some type of plastic, mm -hmm. but resin I haven't seen unless it's a molded ones like uh, um, I used to do for 40k a long time ago, uh, where you yeah. use resin to go build those. But I really haven't seen resin ones though. I've heard that uh, there there is a marauder that you have to assemble yourself. It doesn't come pre-assembled like the the one in the boxes and the lens boxes hmm, and okay. um, that was for the russian kickstarter um i've seen this on fortress miniatures that's the only time i've seen this i, I don't know much about it but i was told uh, that this one is made from resin and hmm, okay the, the rest uh, yeah the drop ships but um you can uh, get other miniatures in uh, made from from resin uh, from from other brands Uroboros miniatures okay. for example and so okay and um resin miniatures are great they are really great they are very detailed and and i really love them the only thing is uh, if these are 3d printed ones um you uh you have the problem that you see all those layers, those tiny, tiny layers, and uh, that makes it uh, look not that good. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, I've, to do a, a lot of sanding and such. Yeah, as uh, someone who does 3D printing, um, you don't want to do that when you're a beginner. Um, you're going to have to take the miniatures and sand it on probably to get clean edges, and even then it's very likely your washes not going to look as good because you're going to have flat lines on your model basically so if you're a beginner and someone offers you 3d printed stuff it's nice to practice potentially but it's probably not going to look as good as a straight up plastic from catalyst yeah yeah okay <clears throat> but for for painting i prefer uh resin i like um painting resin very much but not the printed ones So then, uh, painting. We just saw on the tutorials um, the guy doing the tutorial using a very thin paint. Uh, what's your opinion on that? How thin should a paint be? And how do you thin <laughs> it? Yeah. Um, 
health thin it should be uh, there's i don't think there's a, a right a correct answer to this um, it should cover it sh it should it should cover properly properly because uh, if you thin it too much uh, you destroy um, the the adherence of the paint and uh, that's not what you want how do you paint it properly um there are different ways to to um thinner paint um i usually use water distilled water um for this because um a paint a paint consists of um um pigment for for the color and um they are currently i think it's 550 something different pigments that are used to make colors and uh, you don't necessarily have only one kind of pigment in, in a color or in a, in a paint um, you have the pigment you have a filler which is usually a calcium carbonate um, and uh, that stuff is milky white and dries clear that's why uh, if you if you paint or apply paint onto a miniature and it dries it it the paint gets darker a little darker okay. um yes uh, and you have um acrylic resin that's uh, why we call them acrylic paints and a solvent usually water um and if you use water you just yeah, water you water it down you, you thin the paint and you can do that to a certain degree um, if you use a medium there are different mediums like uh, acrylic resin glaze medium from Vallejo or um, the famous uh, Lamian medium from Citadel for example that's uh, basically a paint without uh, a pigment and um, what do you achieve when uh, using such a medium um, to thin a paint? You um, make it translucent because you add, you basically add clear resin um, to the paint you have. And uh, you can use it to, to glaze, but if you just want to, to thin your paint for painting, just use water because that's the solvent used for the water. If you have a, a paint that that is, um, alcohol based you you can't use water you need alcohol because that is the solvent in in that paint uh, water is fine um yes and then you probably uh can just look at your paint on the bag and it should state whether it's using water or alcohol right yes but the the Vallejo paints for example they are almost all of them are water based and it's 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 on the paint there's a, uh, a note on the paint if it's alcohol yeah. or do you or, have any horror stories of people trying to thin their paint with alcohol and it <laughs> going wrong no <laughs> that, that sounds note. from experience right <laughs> right <yeah. laughs> um i mean i wouldn't say that i've ever done it i'm just gonna say it uh, didn't look quite as i expected to <laughs> yeah, what's a, a good way to actually get paint off your paintbrushes like what do you use Paint, paint thinner or like what what's best no 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 um i i got three water pots here mm -hmm. for uh, cleaning my paints um 
in, a in, the, in the first part, that's my dirty part um, because there's, there's water in it and uh, some dishwasher soap or um, some uh, shampoo, hair shampoo. Because mm. what's good for your hair must be good for your bristles because it's basically hair. Um, yeah. <laughs> so um, never thought about that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I rinse my, my uh, brushes um, in this, this pot as long as they are dirty. And uh, we, we could say we, I, I pre-clean them. And then I have a second pot um, to rinse all the, the dirty water off. Mm -hmm. And um, in this one, I use distilled water. And in the, the third part is to clean, to, to make it really clean. Yeah, I rinse the rest of the not so dirty water of the, the second pot off in this one. Okay. That's, all, okay. uh, it's, that's also um, distilled water because I don't want uh, all of the, the, the stuff you have in, in normal uh, tap water to, um, to stick on my bristles and uh, damage mm. them. That seems like you really yeah. take care of your brushes there. Like, I know, like, for me, man, I just pop, pop, boom, done, and throw in the box, basically. <laughs> yeah. No. I also have two two products here that are really, uh, or three products, in fact, that I really can recommend. The one is, is brush soap. I have this uh, Master's brush soap, uh, which, which is very great um, for uh, cleaning your brush. Mm -hmm. um, but you can use uh, almost every kind of, of soap for this um, and I have from Avalejo um, the brush cleaner which I use if um, I I recognize that some of the paint um, yeah um, worked uh, almost uh, into the ferrule mm -hmm. and uh, or there's some some paint that already dried on my brush which shouldn't happen so I use this this brush cleaner I clean it first with, with all the water and then the brush cleaner. Uh, and I have a brush restorer that seems to be some kind of an oil. Um, and I, I put the brush in there and um, then sh um, reshape it. So I have that, that sharp tip that we always want again. And uh, then I, I lay the, the brush aside until I need it the next time. Okay. Wow. There's something new every day. Now I'm going to have to start taking care of my brushes. Yeah. <laughs> you have to treat them like the pr little princesses they are. <laughs> True. Uh, <laughs> True. Yeah. Yeah, good brushes are not, not that cheap. You know, um, I have those Raphael um, 8404 brushes, uh, my, my favorite brushes. And um, they cost maybe 15 bucks each. And uh, you don't want to have to throw it away after two weeks or so. And um, the ones I have, um, they last for uh, already one and a half to two years. And you just have to take care of them properly. properly and yeah. Yeah, I, I pretty long. much went to the dollar store and picked up a pack of brushes and Walmart pick up some, uh, depending what, uh, what um, you know, this one I was doing Oryx, not now basically, but um, I just pick up a pack of, um, you know, just cheap brushes that I use and, you know, basically like, uh, the, I, I do have a couple that I kind of really take care of because they're my detail brushes for the detail parts I want to go do on different, uh, gun parts and all that kind of stuff. But uh, most of the time I, you know, I, I mean, this is me, 
just me because I'm a moron. Uh, just basically, don't don't heed what I'm saying. It it just works <laughs> for me basically. That's all. I I use that those brushes. I th those are that are my my daily drivers for detail too. Okay. Because um, it's it's just a sharp tip. Yeah. As long as you have a sharp tip, it's everything. Everything is good. Everything yeah. is fine. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, one broad question I thought I just wanted to ask um, was what for you personally was the biggest obstacle to getting into painting? At least for me personally, like I, w when I want to do fine detail, my, my hands sort of vibrate a bit. They don't hold very steady. And personally, I have issues with um, chemicals, but that's just me. But I was wondering for you, what are the biggest issues and how you overcame them? Okay. Um, when I, when I started uh, mini painting um, my paint always was too thick and I used too much paint and um, one of my buddies uh, that also plays uh, the, the Star One uh, X-Wing uh, Star Wars X-Wing miniatures game um, is also a um, uh, Age of Sigma is mm -hmm. it? I think it's yeah. called Age of Sigma yeah. Uh, yeah. player and uh, he paints a lot and he's, he always said oh he thin your paints a you have to thin your paints that, that you don't don't know don't slap the paint on the miniature don't do that yeah and uh i said okay i do my best i thin my paints and the next uh time i showed him one of my mini miniatures he said um <clears throat> we we talked about thinning paint you know uh please thin your paints i did um yes but no and um lucky me i i also have a, a buddy that um learned um modeling uh model making um and he he made cars for uh, exhibitions for example so um original size oh wow huge okay. size models mm -hmm. and he had a, a lot of tips for me and said, hey, do it this way, do it that, do it that way, and um, try this. Yes, and um, they, the both of them, they, they pushed me forward. But the, um, the, the biggest um, obstacle was really to, to thin the paint and um, get it onto the miniature so um, it had the coverage I wanted. Okay. And, um, okay. When I when I started, I was um, in the opinion that um, you need one layer and you're fine, and that's not how it works. No, there are many sometimes many layers you need uh, until a, a paint work. Don't slap so much uh, paint on your on your miniature uh, un until uh, it covers. Um, so you you have a, a very yeah opaque feeling of this this paint. Um, no. Okay, Thin layer, oh, yeah. dry, next layer. Um, like I think we touched on washes, uh, but uh, uh, can you go over washes again about how to create a wash or should you buy the store-bought washes that, you know, say like, you know, lay a wash or whatever, um, depending on what they are. Like I know like I used to get um, like a, um, a face wash basically, and it helps to, uh, you know, bring out the, the crevices like in the face when you do miniatures. But uh, what is a good way to do a wash? Is, is like three parts by one, or you know, you know, something like that. Hmm. 
I I haven't I haven't uh, created wash ever. Okay. Just... I, oh, oh no, that's that's not correct. I have one that mm -hmm. I made, uh, but uh, it's just a mix of other washes. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, but as as far as I know, uh, a wash uh, consists mainly of if, if you want to create a, a wash, you use an ink. Mm -hmm. And uh, mix it with a flow improver, thinner water, and uh, that's that's basically it. And what do you mean by ink? Is that the paint itself, or what? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. 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 Yeah. So so just um, um, just a little bit of ink, and then um, a lot of water. Um, yeah, I'd use flow improver and uh, acrylic thinner. Acrylic thinner. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, flow improver is uh, a good way to. Um, make a um a wash um less a filter because every time you you apply a wash you put it over the, the whole miniature mm -hmm. usually uh, unless you're you're doing pin washing um so you you paint the the miniature in in that wash and uh, it filters the paint um so it it's it's getting darker and um, okay. If you mix it with uh, airbrush flow improver, it runs uh, into the crevices a lot better and doesn't darken your miniature that much. So I, I have um, those Citadel wash range and uh, those were the, the paints I kept mm -hmm. um, from Citadel because their washes are um, really, really good. And uh, I have a, a a pot unthinned and one pot uh, that is uh, mixed 50-50 approximately okay. uh, flow improver and the wash itself. Okay, cool, cool. Um, for finishes, like uh, how how do you make a paint job or how long do you make a paint job last? Like what's an average time uh, period for a mech? I know like a lot of details, it probably takes about a week or so, you know, basically get it done or something, you know. But what's the average time you spend on one mech when you paint them? Um, it's between twelve and sixteen hours. Twelve and sixteen hours per mech. Wow, damn, yeah. damn, that's oh boy. Yeah, okay. okay. You can you can paint a mech in two hours, but um, that's that doesn't involve um, advanced techniques. So you you just just paint basically um, prime it, paint it. Maybe put some layers on it and do some washes and dry brushing, and that's it. So um, that one is, is tabletop ready, maybe. But um, <clears throat> I always try to push myself uh, to get better, and mm -hmm. uh, that's uh, it takes time. It's always okay. a learning pro process. And then, um, how the finish question was intended, uh, my girlfriend actually asked this one um, How do you make the paint job last? Like I've seen a lot of all the miniatures that lose their paint over time. Do you have any tricks yeah, to okay. prolong the life of that yeah. paint job? Yeah. Um, you, you can do this by using varnishes. And um, basically, there are three kinds of varnishes when it comes to that finish. It's matte, it's satin, and it's uh, gloss. And um, the most sturdy one is uh, gloss varnish. So if you have a, a mini you handle a lot, I suggest you put some gloss varnish on it. Uh, let this fully cure. And um, then you can put a, a second coat um, 
on it. And for this, you use a, a satin or a matte varnish. And uh, you, um, by, by handling this, um, the, this second coat will wear off uh, on the edges, but um, the the gloss varnish uh, beneath will um, yeah will likely um, protect the the underlying paint uh, enough so the paint remains yeah. on the miniature. Okay. I, I can speak from experience. I uh, I, I uh, had metal miniatures for Warhammer and took them out to the store so often they would get just scratched and scraped every now and then. I was like, I need to stop having to repaint my models and I <laughs> varnishing. Yeah. And then yeah. um, since you, we were talking about varnishes and finishes, um, what was I going for? I was going for something. Never mind, ignore me for now. Um, <laughs> is there something like uh, with uh, furniture, sometimes you hear like keep away from direct sunlight is something like that uh, for miniatures too as well? Um, I, I wouldn't put them into direct sunlight. I don't know um, how all of the, the colors behave when uh, exposed to um, to the, the UV part of, of the sunlight. Um, mm. So it might be that yeah. they bleach out, but uh, what I can say is that if you use decals on them, um, decals uh, will be harmed by the sunlight. Oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah, the, there will be, yeah, um, it will bleach it out over time. And also um, the continual heating and cooling will, uh, particularly if you haven't varnished it, will potentially make the paint slowly peel away with time. I've seen mm. it, it sort of dries on the model. So yeah, if you can, you want to leave your models in a, uh, a more in, out of direct sunlight in a more secluded area. I think then, I have uh, to, I have to write to, to Vallejo um, to ask if they have a, some kind of a UV filter in there. Their oh, probably, <laughs> I've seen it for nails. Can you just use nail varnish on miniatures? Probably, oh, right? I, uh, I don't know. I mean, I it's overshot. I mean, it's just varnish. It should be fine, right? <laughs> but uh, what I was going for with when you mentioned the uh, glossy varnish, uh, you mentioned something really interesting yesterday, your safe game with uh, this kind of technique. Can you yes. tell us what your safe game is for your painting? <laughs> yeah. Um... I call it a safe game, yes. Um, I usually um, put some varnish on between uh, some steps. So um, when I uh, when I've primed my miniature, um, I always use uh, Zenithal uh, highlights when priming um, and um, base coated uh, the miniature. I put some uh, satin varnish on it, and that's my safe my safe game. So. Um, you have to <clears throat> you have to know the before I proceed the difference between uh, dry and cured. Mm -hmm. um, when you put your varnish on, or uh, when you put paint on a miniature, it usually dries uh, in a couple of minutes. Um, but the the paint and the varnish uh, they take time to fully cure. Um, it's several hours, let's say twelve to twenty five hours, maybe. I don't know exactly, but um, then this this uh, paint this varnish is very sturdy and um when i when i put uh, when when i uh, applied my 
my base color and uh, put some varnish on it and it is uh, it is cured <clears throat> i have the option um that, that so-called safe game to um remove paint without harming the miniature mm. or the paint that uh, lies underneath and for doing this if i made a, made a mistake painting um i'm using airbrush cleaner on a, a brush and uh, simply brush over that area with a mistake and uh, i have a second brush a dry brush um, to pick up um, the, the the airbrush cleaner back again from the miniature and um yeah and I, I can start over at that point it's, i i got a question easy yeah i got a question like since we're talking about uh, getting paint off figures what's a good way to get paint off the plastic ones um like i know there's a lot of uh Lots of ones for selling eBay that you know I'll just pick up and use for for practice and stuff like that. But what's a good way to get the paint off the plastic ones? Um, I use uh, isopropyl alcohol. Is it okay. called okay. that way? Mm -hmm. Isopropanol. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, talk about it. yeah. Okay, and uh, I simply drown them in that stuff. Um, I Violet. also use that for. I like it. Violet. Good. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I I I also uh, I also use that for cleaning my airbrush. I've got an ultrasonic cleaner mm -hmm. and uh, fill it with um, with uh, isopropanol, and uh, I um, put my my airbrush in that for for cleaning, for example. Okay. Um, okay. Disassembled and pre-cleaned, and uh, it works very good. And I um, also use that for for miniatures i want to strip the paint off okay. so I, okay. I simply use a a, a a small bowl with a with a lid um pour isopropanol in it uh, drop the miniature drown it in it for maybe a few days mm -hmm. uh, i think maybe yeah, just... half, half a day would be enough um, and then i I put it out and use a, a dental prosthesis brush because they okay. are very sturdy and last yeah. forever and brush all the paint off. Um, and uh, when when um, almost every um, almost all of the paint is uh, was removed, I drop it into the ultrasonic cleaner with the alcohol and uh, give it another run, mm -hmm. brush again, and then the, the paint should be gone. Okay. Okay. Good. Thanks. Thanks. I've you know, I got a lot of figures I gotta go do that with because I've been practicing and they've been sucking. So I need I need to go ahead and yeah. uh, put it, those in those in, in there. Cool. It's um it's messy work. It's it's so messy. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, I've heard some horror stories about miniatures literally melting when you leave them the alcohol too long. Have you experienced something like that? Never. Never. Okay. Never. Not with uh, X-wing miniatures, not with uh, with uh, BattleTech miniatures. Um, I think it depends on the plastic that is used, but uh, I can say for sure that um, with these miniatures, you won't have problems. Okay, that's very good to hear. Then another thing you mentioned. I'm using all of my insider knowledge from our little talk yesterday. You mentioned a <laughs> secret weapon. Would you like oh. to elaborate on your secret weapon? Secret weapon. Okay, cool. I want to hear this. <clears throat> Shh. <It's> secret. Secret. <laughs> okay, fine. Next yeah. question. <laughs> there's, there's one one paint every painter I, I I think 
should have um, at home, and that's white glaze, and and maybe nice. black black glaze as well, but a white glaze. Um, it's right. uh, available from the uh, Vallejo model color range. Uh, it's color seven zero point eight five three. So you you see, I really love that uh, that paint because I already know the number. Um, and um, that white glaze is perfect for for um, highlighting um, miniatures. So oh, okay. um, it's 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 just great. You you can uh, mix it into almost every paint to um, brighten it up a little bit, just. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you want to to do some some glazing um, to to glaze highlights, uh, I, I usually glaze my highlights. Um, I use this, and it's it works works perfectly fine. And uh, even if you're just someone uh, who uh, who does some edge highlighting, you can use it because it works as a um, as a filter, as a, a white filter. And um, you cannot use normal white paint mm -hmm. because uh, it lacks the translucency needed. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> And then I have one final question that goes more towards the basic segment. Um, for people who are fairly new and don't want to put too much time in, what is the, in your opinion, easiest and fastest way to make a semi-good-looking base that's just good enough for most purposes? Um, yeah, know your tools. Um, that's uh, you, you have to, to know what you can use for making um, an easy base. And I'm I'm a real fan of making easy bases. Um, I don't put too much effort in, in a base. I just want it to make look good. And um, there, there are some some things uh, you you can use for it, uh, like cork, for example. Um, use some chunks of cork um, for making rocks. You can make great rocks just out of cork. Um, you can use um, clump foliage, for example. You can buy that from um, Woodland Scenics, for example. And uh, they make great bushes. Um, you can go outside and collect some small stones, pebbles, whatever, um, to use for your, for your base. You can use tufts, but um, especially when it comes to Battletech, the, the tufts you, you usually can buy um, are too too big. Um, I don't I don't like when you have a a mech that is a scale of I don't know two hundred one to two hundred eighty something or so, um, and you have a, a, a six millimeter tuft on it. Um, you never find grass when you go outside that is four meters high. Yeah. So um, yeah. So tufts are are not all, always the best way to go. Um, that's that's something. Yeah, you can use uh, texture colors or texture pastes. You can uh, yeah get from from uh, different brands. So um, let's say um, what what have I done uh, recently? I used the the Vallejo Earth texture. Uh, put it on the on onto the base. Uh, glued some small um, stones on it, 
dry brushed those those stones a little with with a white so um they look more more natural uh, put some static grass on it put some clump foliage on it on them and that is uh something i regard as as very uh, important um you have to blend your miniature into the base and uh, what i what i see very often is that people just use dry brush uh, the, the the dry brushing technique on the feet of their max and um they achieve the opposite of what they wanted it to look like because uh, with dry brushing you hit the the raised edges and uh, with accumulating dirt uh, it accumulates not in on the edges but in the recesses uh, so you have to put that stuff into the recesses and i love dry pigments that's pigment powder dry pigment powder you can get from vallejo for example um, just use a, a small brush dab it into that that dust and uh, then dab it onto the feet and also onto the texture so um you you create a, a very natural naturally uh, looking effect with that they have Vallejo has, has some some great earth tones and um, you just cover the the base um, that exposes the 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 earth parts so not the parts where the bushes are and the feet and you can fix these dry pigments if you um, with with uh, isopropanol with water for example or airbrush thinner and um, i usually um, put it in a, in a spray bottle and just spray it uh, onto the base very carefully and uh, when that it when it's fixed uh, you can um, use your varnish on it you have an, a very easy base um, another another way is uh, you can use um, some some swamp textures for example swamp texture pastes you can use straight from the bottle slap it on as a, a set mud and puddles from vallejo and uh, yeah it's that there are instructions um, inside the the box and you can create a, a very great looking base in two minutes maybe yeah there's there's an another uh, simple method if you um if you have to do uh, many bases because you went like me and uh, purchased i don't know maybe 80 max or so and uh, you can use a flock box yeah yeah that's uh and some static grass and uh, you you simply you have one yeah i got a uh got a box right here oh no no, no not, not that one oh, okay. um there there is a uh, those things are called flocking boxes and uh, it's basically a metal plate um that uh, has a high voltage uh, i think seventeen thousand volts Wow. And okay. um, you have a, a cable that you attach to the base, and uh, you put some uh, white glue onto the base and put uh, the static grass on the box, and then you simply put or hover your your base over um, the box, and the the grass, the static grass, pops from that uh, that that area uh, on the on the metal plate, 
onto your base. And it stands upright. Perfectly fine. Damn. Okay. I never even heard that one. Never. I, yep. Never it seen looks that easy before. though, and it's yeah. not expensive. That's maybe forty to fifty bucks. Yeah. It's a great mess because uh, you have uh, the static grass uh, laying everywhere after that. But if you can do it outside, do it outside, and you're good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I get it now. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, it's not bad. That's cool. Huh. Oh, I just painted my bases green and called it a day. Yeah. Didn't all the flock falling off was such a nuisance. Well, yeah, I would, I would yeah. do the, um, I would paint it green first, then glue it, and then do the uh, green flocking. You know, dip it and you know, like in a green flocking, tap it, get all the extra stuff off, and then pop some grass and and rocks basically. And that's that's how I did mine. But, yeah, uh, I wanted to do that that with our garden. I I wanted to remove all the grass and uh, just pour concrete on it, paint it green, and no more lawn mowing, you know. Yeah. But my my wife my wife uh, didn't want that. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Okay. All right, then we have one final sort of topic. Um, fixing miniatures that are slightly bent or broken off the box or rearranging miniatures. Do we have any tricks, techniques you want to share for that purpose? Yeah, if you... If you have um, a, a miniature that is slightly bent, you can uh, put it into hot water or using a hairdryer, for example, and just heat the plastic. It's a, it's a thermoplastic and um, you can uh, bend it into um, the right shape. Uh, hold it until it is uh, it, it cooled down and um, maybe repeat that a couple of times, but um, then it's it's good. And you can do that with uh, resin, for example, with the, the dropships from the Kickstarter. Um, just put both parts of the shell um, into hot water. And um, after that, they are like, um, like some, they feel like sturdy leather. Oh, and okay. um, you, you can put them into shape and um, yeah, glue them together. And it also works. Um, with the the plastic max from um, from uh, Catalyst Game Labs works very good. Um, I had this on the Marauder, where the the auto cannon was was bent pretty much, um, which can happen, and uh, you can simply bend it back. And it's also an easy way to um, slightly change uh, the arm positions on a mag, for example. But uh, re uh, repositioning, yeah, you you have to. Um, yeah, cut off the the, the limbs or uh, cut the torso um, between the the upper and and lower part, and then you you can reposition it. It's uh, the only way so far. Yeah. And uh, if you have to, or if you want to uh, do some modifications on your Mac, um, you can purchase uh, different uh, yeah mod kits or mod parts from Ironwind Metal. For mm -hmm. example, um, other LRM inlays uh, that fit on on your catapult, um, you you simply scratch um, those out that are already in uh, with a with a chisel, for example. Small and there are small uh, modeling chisels um, uh, available, mm -hmm. and uh, glue the new one in. Yeah, or you use uh, green stuff, or um, as 
I don't like green stuff very much. Um, I I only have that stuff sticking to my hands, but not where I want it to yeah. be. So, <laughs> yeah, no. so uh, I use Millipod. Uh, I prefer Millipod. Yeah, I can use green stuff. Or it works and worked out. It worked out okay. Uh, if you want to add some modeling to it, some unique features and, and BattleTech, I don't think I ever used it for BattleTech though. Cause most of the time they got some good poses, like anyway. So it's not really, you know, the you know, the end all be all type thing to to mod your max type thing. Because a lot of times it's it's exactly like what it is. So like if it's one A, it's gonna be one A. That's it. Yeah, modeling yeah, like, max you... BattleTech has a bit of a stigma, doesn't it? You could know. use. Um... If you got a, a rifleman or two riflemen, for example, who who plays a rifleman, um, in in your lands, uh, you can cut off the the arms and uh, turn them slightly upwards so they look different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 All right, uh, Oli, do you have any f uh, further things you want to go about painting? Any uh, last techniques you want to share? Any other secret weapons? Hmm. Um, Love it. I think um, there's one thing, one common mistake, uh, especially um, newer painters do, and that is um, black is not black and white is not white. Hmm. Um, so, um, for example, if you, you you look around and you have maybe the the speakers of your of your computer in front of you, and they are black look at them and uh, you will find out that they are not really black they are speakers? more like a, a a dry a dark gray for example and um yeah or your your headset yeah your head or your, your mic mm -hmm. your mic it is you you think it's black because you you know it's black but it isn't it consists of different gray tones you have and so um, this is the way you you paint something black. Yeah, and cat hair. Black... A lot of cat hair. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, black is a is a color you cannot darken any further, and white is a color you cannot highlight any further because it's always the maximum you already have. So, if you want to to paint something black, um, the the darkest point is in the recesses. Um, and that area that is not exposed to the light source, the imaginary light source. Um, so you can use black bear and everything else is a dark gray. Uh, and uh, during the, uh, no, um, in the, the direction of uh, your highlight areas, it turns to a lighter black to almost white. And okay. if you want to, to paint white, you uh, you paint a, a gray and only the 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 small area that has the 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 brightest highlight only for this one you use white um yes okay. and the the problem with miniatures is that that uh light and shadow doesn't work as uh, on a, a real life size uh, object so um as miniature painters, we have to to paint our shadows. Um, let's let's take a let's take a, a starship, for example, yeah, or a, no no an aircraft, a simple aircraft. 
um, sun shines from above. So uh, the above is, is uh, exposed to the sunlight and the underside of the aircraft um, lies in the shadows. And uh, on, a, on a normal life-size aircraft, it's all fine. It's, it's as it is as it is. But um, if, you, uh, if you have a, a small model plane and you use the same color um, for the, the whole aircraft, um, you don't have that shadow uh, beneath that makes it look authentic. So you have to, you have to support this with uh, the, the paint. You have to paint it slightly darker. That's the highlighting. And, Probably like um, a more advanced, um, um, like a more advanced section, right? Uh, for the people when they go to start start painting their stuff. Yeah, okay. but the easiest way, the easiest way for this is to use zenithal highlighting when priming. Um, that means you simply um, prime your miniature in in a black, and um, use a, a light gray or white with your airbrush or rattle can, mm -hmm. and uh, pick one direction and spray from this direction onto the miniature. So you have uh, the, the, the lighter part on the upside and the darker part on the underside. And um, how a color looks like on a, mini on a miniature, or, yeah, de depends on the underpaint. If you okay. paint a red, on, on, a red on, a, on, a, on a black surface, it looks entirely different from uh, painting it on a white surface. Oh, so. okay. Cool. Damn. That's a lot to take in, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like we need subtitles for this episode or, like, notes that we can check afterwards. Well, I can plan to leave all the uh, comments down or, or the links down below. So, um, <laughs> yeah, any, any, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think the, the the hardest thing uh, in this episode might be to to get what I want to express with my shitty English. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. I, I mean, Valtech community is through throughout the whole world. So I mean, there's a uh, many many different people that are out there that you know, you know, different languages, different cultures, and everything else. So it's a whole big melting pot. And so it's no big deal at all. No big deal. So um. Is that it for the episode? Is is that all? Well, one final question as we okay. always end our segments. Right, uh, yeah. How can people support you yes. um, and broader the Camelsbacks team and everything you guys do? Oh, um, I I think there's no no way to support me um, other than than being kind uh, on social media. Um, there's, I, I don't have uh, a Kofi, a Patreon, or, or I don't have a YouTube channel, nothing. Mm -hmm. So um, there's, there's no way. Uh, and I, I don't uh, want that to change. Um, so um, I like it when, when I come, uh, when, I, when, I, when I see that, that people like what I do. Yeah. If you yeah. don't like it, express it be kind write down your comments and say hey um, i don't like it because of this and that and why did you do that and uh, such such things and um that's all and uh, when it comes to camel specs um we have a youtube channel um and um 
by uh, yeah you, you can support us by following us mm -hmm. by uh, watching and liking our videos um, okay. it creates a small amount of money that uh, that helps us yeah I'll uh, leave all the links down below uh, for everything uh, um... Yeah, you know, Camel Specs, your Twitter accounts and all that kind of stuff, and, you know, Camel Specs, their, their Patreon and uh, YouTube channels and everything else that they have. I'll leave all the different links down below. But I think that is episode 153 of the First Circuit Podcast with our usual hosts of Ian. Bye-bye. And Biter. Lark. And myself, old Bob or 2 with special guest, Ali, or 1in51, uh, terrific painter that uh, taught so much tonight about how to paint and i mean i learned a lot of stuff that you know i'm, I'm not going to go cheap anymore basically <laughs> but um but i will definitely learn um i'll be asking you questions trust me and if anyone does have questions about uh anything tonight about how to paint things would you mind actually being in the comment section um kind of answering some questions in case people do have questions yeah Ollie? I I answer. I try to answer all the questions. Okay. Okay. Also, too. So like, yeah. Okay. Hit me. Hit me on on Twitter on uh, in the comment section on YouTube. Yeah, you know, on this podcast, um, on on Reddit, wherever you like. Right. And uh, the questions are out. gonna find their way. Yeah, you're you're gonna yes. have a lot of questions. Trust me. A lot, of, especially for me. I'm like, okay, how do you do this? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for watching, for supporting the channel, for everything you guys do for the First Circuit Podcast. We do appreciate you being here, and we will actually see you on the battlefield. And remember the two most important lessons from today. Don't go cheap, and be kind and constructive in your feedback. Exactly. Thank you very much. Exactly. Thank you very much <laughs> Bye -bye. for watching. Bye-bye. <laughs> Here I come. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye.